Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning back in to the Sit With Snit podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Hannah Snit. I'm so excited that you guys have tuned in and chosen to connect today, whether it's to yourself, to others listening to this podcast, or even to me. I just wanted to say thank you for showing up. We just left the time of freedom, the Jewish celebration of Pesach. We know that the energy of Pesach is very much attributed to leaving constricted consciousness and entering a space of expansiveness. So I decided, why are we only thinking about freedom when it comes to Pesach? Sure, the energy of the time is a little bit easier for us to tap into the essence of, of freedom. However, we can always choose to free ourselves from that which is not a part of our essence. So today we're sitting with a dear friend, mentor, and an extraordinary soul, Ariella Azaroff. She's a licensed clinical social worker, as well as an incredible spiritual mentor of mine. And let's be honest, sometimes life can be really, really overwhelming and draining. And Ariella, in so many ways in her life, the way she shows up and the way that she practices in her professional spheres provides a non-judgmental and collaborative way to help us understand, you know, the reasons why we do things and kind of understand the backstory in our behavior. There's a lot of sometimes confusion and lack of clarity in terms of how we should navigate our lives and how we can thus have a healthy and loving relationship with ourselves. And something that I've learned so much from Ariella, whether it's through her practice or just the way she shows up in the world, is that we are so strong and we can gain control of our life by connecting to the inner strength within ourselves. And in doing so, we're able to gain so much self-awareness and hopefully self-acceptance that will help us open you know, new parallels in our life. So this was a really therapeutic and healing conversation. Personally, I found myself leaving and you'll hear me saying it over and over again how much the conversation was resonating and the way it flowed just you know after we spoke I felt like there was a breath of fresh air within me and that's what I hope you gain also from this conversation so without further ado let's sit with some freedom hello everyone it's just so great to finally be recording a podcast again. Pesach is behind us, but the idea of freedom definitely is not. And that's why today we're sitting with the amazing Ariella Azaroff, my dear friend, mentor extraordinaire. Welcome, Ariella. Thank you for sitting with us. 
Thank you for having me. I am a big fan of the Sit With Snit show. So to be on is like the biggest pleasure. Thank you for having me. We're a fan of you. We, like I'm speaking in the collective consciousness brand of Sit With Snit. I'm a fan, you know that. Um, Ariella is an amazing licensed therapist and also works in, you know, um, education. And I've had the experience of also seeing her as a teacher and she is just extraordinary and I wanted to bring Ariella in because I had the privilege of hearing her speak um, in person and we talked about the idea of freedom you know surrounding Pesach and what it means to like actually be free within ourselves and I said why is this something that we only bring about when it's around like Pesach maybe like because like you know we left Egypt all of these things but we can always tap into this energy of freedom and self-acceptance on the regular so I felt that it was even more important to invite you Ariella to speak about this after Pesach so that we kind of have that refresher like wait I can still achieve this even after the time so um, this is really selfish because I really needed this conversation. I'm just giving you guys something to, you know, listen to here. So, um, <laughs> that's really why, um, I felt like it was so important. The, the, the pull I had to, to just sit with you and talk about this. I just felt like it was a personal, but also just something that I think all of us really need right now. Um, I feel like it was just like this thing that came to me. It came to me in a dream. Like <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's, it's COVID. I don't know if it's, you know, where personally I'm at in my own growth. Um, but I find that like, I'm constantly renewing who I am, thank God. But also within that renewal comes a lot of like having to learn to love myself constantly in new ways. Um, and I'd love to just hear your thoughts on that. And just, this is your ish. Well, it's just so interesting because I find that whenever the holidays, the Chagim come around, that holiday, I need exactly the message that it's sending me. Mm. I think back to Hanukkah, you know, and this past Hanukkah, actually, uh, Hanukkah I was in quarantine in a hotel for like 12 days. Wow. And I had a family member. I had to be very um, conscious about COVID. And I was like in this hotel room, like lighting my menorah on a tin pan. I was just like, what is Hanukkah? Like, what is this? Yeah. And it was exactly that moment. It was, it literally came in at that time that I needed to search for the light, right? Like it mm -hmm. was such a dark time in a, in a hotel room in COVID. Nobody really knew what was going on. Is there light at the end of the tunnel? Where is the light? And Hanukkah was a time to teach us, okay, here is the light. Like you can't find the light, you bring in the light. Mm. And I feel like with Pesach, I love how you just said that, Hannah, because with Pesach came along and we tap into so many messages, but the essential message is of freedom. And what does it mean to be free? And I love that this is like the after party to Pesach because yeah. we need it. We need to keep it going. You know, we need to keep the messages to really kind of seal them. It can't just come and go. They have to really kind of linger. So I'm so happy to continue talking about this. It's so applicable. Amazing. I mean, I think that it's really interesting when you kind of look at Torah and you look at um, an event that happens, you know, on a, you know, generational um, societal level, but when you bring it down to an individual, there also is a huge paradigm shift that happens. And because energetically um, we, we experience these times like cyclically, like you can tap into it, especially now, like this period between Pesach and Shavuot when, you know, the Jewish people are waiting to receive the Torah, the 
you know, Sfidat HaOmer and just all of this, I find that it's just so unreal to me how basically like when, I mean, even within yourself, you have to kind of divorce your narrative sometimes and forget the things that you think you are and just kind of like remember who you are at like your soul root and because you can show up in so many different ways in your life, right? Like, for example, with you, like you're a therapist, you also work in a school and you're a, a daughter, you know, you're an aunt, like you have so many different roles, but like, who's Ariella? Like, who's Hannah at her core, right? Like, how do you, how are you able to like find that self-love when it's not contingent on those many um layers that are who you are right like we're so used to like loving things about ourselves but how do you just love yourself point blank yes yes so there's there's two parts and part of my biggest passion is fusing spirituality and judaism with psychology um and Hannah, i know you too i learned yeah. so much from you so it's interesting that right after pesach right we're put into this intense 50-day period of spirit homer and Hasida spirituality actually says that Sphira is really a journey into the human psyche, right? Mm -hmm. That every single day of Sphira, we tap into a different energy, right? Like we tap into Hasidic um, group. Like there's so many different energies that are are given to us every day to tap into. Right. So I think Sphira is also a really important time for our own character development. And when we talk about, you know, there's so many different topics here on the table, but when we talk about freedom, right? And we talk about this, the sense of self-acceptance. That is really, first we have to get to this, this core part of what does it mean to be free, mm -hmm. right? And if I ask myself, what does it mean to be free? I have to think about what am I a slave to? Ooh. I think the first part to start with, right? Because self-love, self-acceptance, it sounds so nice, but okay, like how do I get there, right? If only self-love was like an address we can put into Google Maps and then it kind click, of- Click enter and be there. <laughs> And map it out for us. Turn right here, turn left here. Like, oh, perfect. But it's such a complicated and sometimes messy journey to get there. And I think the part that we need to kind of like take a step back and we have to think about what am I a slave to? What is my struggle? And get really real with yourself, right? So is my struggle the constant negative thoughts about myself? Is my struggle the constant comparing? You know, I say compare and despair. We live in this world, and I think especially in COVID. We've all been living kind of vicariously through Instagram, right? Other people's vacations, other people's traveling, other people's lives. And we're kind of, we, we do become, I know I'm guilty of this sometimes. It's kind of like you scroll and you scroll and you get in your head. And I know a lot of my clients struggle with this too. You know, just the downtime, naturally, we've had more time to stay connected on social media. So I think the part that we have to get really honest about is what am I a slave to? Hmm. That's just so deep because I think that everyone's a slave to something, you know, like when the concept that like a vote Zara died out in the past, I don't think so. <laughs> it's just, it's taken a whole new different form. And I think everyone has different predispositions and, you know, different life experiences that make us more susceptible to certain things and other things. Um, but how, you know, I think sometimes when I, you know, think about like the things that I'm a slave to, I, there's almost this feeling of like, I can't escape it. Like it's so integral to like my psyche, like it's so etched in, in those neural pathways or like it's kind of become my identity, right? Like that's like maybe something I'm so attached to. Like how are, like 
what are the steps in being able to divorce that narrative, right? I know that you're very big on cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT. So how do I, how do I, how do I change that? Yeah. Yeah. I think a big part here is, and you know, this is the space that we're fusing spirituality and psychology is that if we even just look at the time period we're in, right? So mm-hmm. the Omer, it really corresponds to 49 really drives and character traits of the heart. So if you think about it, the Jewish people were let go from Egypt and then they were taken in the desert to then receive the Torah, right? Through Israel to get to Israel to receive the Torah to Harsinai, to Mount Sinai. And a part of that, they couldn't just go from, why couldn't they just go from leaving Egypt to the Torah? It's because they had to go through a process, mm-hmm. right? They had to go through this process to really build themselves up spiritually, right? So that it's, it's kind of like a direction for our freedom. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very true, the same to working on um, self-acceptance and working on finding a place of self-love. It's that there needs to be a process, right? I'm very against toxic positivity. It's all okay. It's going to be good. It's all good. Like sometimes it's not, and that's okay. Right. And I think so much of, of what I kind of talk about and what I write about is how do we hold both truths? Hmm. I firmly believe in an in, in SAT and self-acceptance therapy, you know, different trainings I've been to and in my work of, of reading about it and, and engaging in it is that we need to be able to hold both truths to fully accept ourselves. So what does that mean? That means that not only are you giving yourself space to to be honest and be real with yourself, right? To say, this is my struggle. I'm a slave to my phone. I'm a slave to food. I'm a slave to drama, right? I'm a slave to men. What? I'm a slave to women. Whatever it is that your struggle is, getting very real with yourself and accepting, okay, this is my struggle and saying to yourself, okay, so my path to get there, finding a strength, right? Finding a strength of I'm resilient, I could bounce back, I am strong, I'm focused, and also holding on to this part of I'm jealous, I'm angry. Mm-hmm. I get in my head. But when we hold both truths, that's, I think, the pathway to freedom. And that's a pathway to freedom essentially is accepting yourself. Right. I think it's also... I mean, I, I went through like a phase, um, kind of when you met me, I think it was just like a natural mm-hmm. progression, but having spent a year in Israel and, and gone kind of to like one extreme where like, I'm, you know, this flaming Bali Tshuva, Torah's everything, Hashem's with me, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, everything's fine. Like, oh my gosh, but like I'm dying inside. And like, God forbid, I admit that like things aren't, you know, a fairy tale because like, wait, but like I chose a Torah life. That means like everything's perfect now. I, I don't want people to think that like things aren't okay. And I kind of had to like burst out of that. And I think it was my, you know, method of just avoidance perhaps. And, you know, thank God it protected me then, but in the long run, it didn't. And realizing that, yeah, you can very much like experience contradictory emotions. And I think COVID is just honestly the biggest epitome of that for me, like so much struggle and, and pain and sadness during this time, but also just so much strangely like connectedness and, and beautiful moments of gratitude. And they're two opposing experiences, but I'm able to make room for them. And we're kind of built for that. We're built to be able to make space for hard things and things that are necessarily that don't make sense. But I think that creates, like you said, like the foundation for us to go through that process. If not, like if, if the roots aren't good, like it's not going to flourish into something that's, you know, sustainable and beautiful um, you know, we have to start at the root, right? 
I love your your authenticity. Everyone listening, like sit with sit. It does not get more real than this girl right here. I love your your, and that's for sure what draws your listeners to you. I love how honest you were with yourself that there is this sense of you know, I've become religious. So everything is, is, is okay. We know we have this acceptance that everything is from God, but some of the things are difficult, right? We can feel, we can have this knowing of like, okay, if this is coming from you, Hashem, help me understand. I don't understand. I love you. And it's hard for me. Right. I think there's tremendous power to words. You know, I I talk a lot about self-talk when, you know, in the beginning of COVID, A lot of people were saying, as you mentioned, I have a private practice and I work at a school. I'm director of mental health at Manhattan Day School on the West Side. And I was speaking to a lot of parents of, it's really hard, but we're all healthy, right? It's really hard, but my husband has a job, right? So the butt clause, right? Butt clause, yes. And it's interesting because yes, gratitude, the way we fight depression is through keeping a gratitude journal. It's through trying to find something, you know, through after a trauma, it's about finding the light. Where are the helpers on the way? How are you kind of navigating yourself out of this dark hole? For sure that we have to find that gratitude. But when we use the word, but we negate one truth. Mm-hmm. And when we negate one truth, we're not being truthful to our experience. And I think a, a part of it is a spiritual being, you know, Hashem created struggle in the world you know, Yemima Mizrahi says that women go through trauma to share with other women. Ooh, that right? just that really resonates. Women have to go through trauma to share, to share, to, to share the light, to share what they've been through, to show their strength. Hashem created this world with difficulty and, and, and really dark moments. Mm-hmm. And I think to be an emotionally healthy person, you know, to really be healthy before you're, you're just kind of you're a Hashem that you're just in the morning, actually, it says, Adam. like after brachot, it says, well, in the world, a person should, it says, Adam, and then it says, first be a Ben Adam, have good mental health. Rav Cooper Smith says this, be a, give a good mental health and then be a then fear Hashem. Right. But first you have to have good mental health. And to have good mental health, you have to be very real with yourself and you have to be able to hold space for both feelings. So it's not saying, okay, Hashem, if I struggle, I'm not close to you. No, it's saying I'm close to you and I'm struggling. Yeah. Like it's it's like real. Like I'm so close to you that I want you to see that I, I, I know you're, you're taking care of everything, but like, let me show you what, what it feels like to be in that moment, even if it doesn't look pretty even if it means you have to go scream, <laughs> like, you know, just be real. And I think, I think it's hard for us to be real because it might make us uncomfortable. I think sometimes it's a process, you know, I've had my own, I've had my own journey and religiosity and spirituality and, and points of feeling more connected points of feeling more for different. Sure. And I think that we have to look at it as a process that every step of the way Right. And it's just kind of similar to the Jews leaving Egypt and going through, you know, the desert to get to Mount Sinai to get the Torah. This time of spirit is a process that time is a big gift. Hmm. You know, time is one, and Oprah talks about this on her Super Soul Sunday podcast, that time is one of the most valuable gifts. Time heals, time gives you space to process. You know, sometimes you just have to let things be. Yeah. You know, when you make challah. The most active part is when you let it sit. Is that interesting? When you make challah and you let the yeast, when you let it rise and you just, you can't, you can't touch it. You can't need it anymore. That's when all the work happens. Wow. 
That's a visual right there. I'm like seeing it in my head vividly. Yeah. So I think, I think another part of this, as we evolve, you know, millennials trying to do this adult life, right? Trying to, trying to, you know, get over the imposter syndrome of like, what am I doing? I have clients that say to me, like, why does work taking me seriously? I, I don't know what I'm doing. I've been talking about this. Like I thought I was an adult in college and that's imposter syndrome. Like I, I remember asking a mentor of mine, like, where do you get a work ethic? Like I, I'm struggling here. Like, how do you, how do you have a successful work ethic? Like, hello, like, how do I download one? Right. And it's like, no, 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 you, you trial and error and work. What app do I use? Right. Right. I love it. And I think that's a big part also. The big, a big journey to self-acceptance is being gentle with yourself. Ooh, the gentle. It's, I, I, I mean, I think this is true for a lot of people and I've noticed it in myself. My, my voice of criticism and judgment is towards myself so high. And I don't know if it's a societal thing. It could be a personal thing. We're working through it, but to gently like notice things with curiosity and not like you know, go into like this, like aggression towards yourself and like beat down on you. That's tough. And I don't know if that's like the Yitzhahara, like this inclination for us to like want to jump and, and start blaming or trying to put the things together. Maybe that's because it's hard to like let the, the hollow rise, right? Like to let go and let it rise and not like check on it. Um, I think that might be just like a mental thing, but like, I struggle with that too. Um, like that, that voice of like, maybe it's the voice of self-doubt and letting like where like how does that where does that play into this process right like how do we how do we make space for this 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 voice yeah I think that the inner critic you know this all I know we're kind of having we have all these different topics on the table but it really all correlates it does and 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 trying to attain freedom yeah what gets in the way of freedom is our mind, right? We, we get in our own way the most, right? We may have family members or friends that get in our way, but we get in our own way, right? And I think a really big part of understanding the inner critic, this is a podcast in itself, but I'll just make it kind of short. <laughs> we could talk for days. We yeah, could talk for days. I know, right? I love talking to you. When we understand the inner critic, first of all, we want to invite it in, right? Some people just want to shoo it away. Shoo it away, shh, shh, shh. no. We need to look at that inner critic as if like, think of like the cutest three-year-old, you know, I'm thinking of my niece. I just hung out with all day, right? (laughs) If she wanted anything, I'd buy her the world. And you have to think of like the cutest three-year-old, you know, having a tantrum, right? Mm -hmm. Would you say, shut up, stop screaming, right? Or would you say, oh my gosh, come here, sweetie. Are you okay? What's wrong? Like, what do you need? Slurpee, okay, I'll get you a Slurpee, right? You like embrace with compassion and love. And that. I think my biggest transformation and and different struggles I've been through is when you invite that inner critic in and you say, shh, I see you. Mm. It's like that mom you see with a kid in a stroller and the kid's having a tantrum and the mom says, I see you. So many feelings at once. I see you. I hear you. You have so many feelings. Like, my God, if only we talked to ourselves that way. Oh my gosh. That's beautiful. But I love that visual. I love that. A mentor of mine shared that with me. And I love that visual because if we only talk to ourselves that way, right? We are our own best cheerleader. I tell my clients this all the time. You know, I, I want you to hear my voice in your head sometimes when I'm compassionate with you. And I joke, like, I want, I want to hear my voice. I'm talking to you, to myself. <laughs> we, when we navigate that inner critic, we allow it to come in. And we say, okay, I see you. What's going on? Are you trying to protect me? I'm okay. 
right? Is this a, but another part of inner critic also is, is this a voice of somebody in my life, right? Mm. Is this a parent that maybe was hard on me? Is this a sibling? Is this an ex? Is this, wh- who is this? Where is this message coming from? Mm. You know, is this, is this my mom's voice in my head that maybe she puts some pressure sometimes? What, who is this coming from? And then it's a lot of, you know, that inner child work of saying, okay, I've got you. Ooh, yeah, and I'm going to turn the volume down because I'm now in control, right? So much of, of self-acceptance work is also taking the power. So saying, I'm going to take control. I'm going to turn the volume down to this a little bit. I see you. I hear you. But like, not right now. Compartmentalizing, right? Like being able to like say, you're there, but you're not in control. You know, just earlier today, I was in session with a, with a client. I, again, I learned the most. My clients inspire me every day. We were talking about a big mistake she made. She was very, very upset about this mistake. Beating herself up. We've all been there, right? If you're okay. listening and like kind of nod with me. Yeah, we've all been there. And we were talking about this concept that mistakes are there to be directional. Hmm. We can look at mistakes. We could look at when we've messed up in a hard way and beat ourselves up. How do you do that? Why do you do that? Or we could look at it and say, okay, this is information. I don't want to do that again, right? That was a really unproud moment. That's not me. Right. That's that just like to tie it back into like the exodus, like slavery, that experience, that action, that that's not who you were in the same way that a mistake doesn't define you, right? Like it's something that happens, but it doesn't mean that's who you are essentially, Right. So like if you take that as a direction in the same way, when we left Mitzrayim, that was a direction, right? Like, okay, we, we need to leave. And you taught me this. You, you're going to have to jump in that like, you know, the word Mitzrayim in Hebrew means constrictedness, right? Like, or so tsar yeah. is narrow. No, no, you're doing great. Exactly. And so like, we have to leave that narrowness, the constricted mindset that these actions or the, the things that we're a slave to, that, that, that means that that's who I am, right? No, like we have to go through our own process. I feel like we just like wrapped it into a nice little bow, guys. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, it just like, boom, it just hit that like, I don't even know where I was going. Well, the idea, yeah, yeah, the idea is that Rabbi Nachman says that Mitzrayim, Mitzar is, yeah. your Rabbi, Mitzar is from narrow, Yam, comes something greater. Yam is an ocean. So yeah. what it's talking about, and this kind of ties into being a slave to our critic, being a slave to our mm-hmm. negative thoughts, right? It confines us. You made a mistake. You're horrible. You're never going to do better. That's confining. That's restricting. Mm-hmm. You're not living your best life of being light and, and good energy when you're in your head, right? It's kind of like, I don't know if they can see, but it's kind of like, it like sucks it all out of you, right? And you're it just- does. Like, even when you say it, like the way it, like, like the visceral reaction I get is tightness in my chest. Like it doesn't feel good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think a part of it is that when you come back to this place of I'm human, right? And that's okay. Okay. This was directional. I don't want to do that again. You know, there was a moment recently that I kind of got really angry with a, with a family member of mine. And I, did, I was not like my best self. I was not my highest self. And I felt so bad afterwards. And I just, it was so bad. And I went to speak to this family member and, and we worked it through. But afterwards, I was just so upset. I'm like, okay, Ariella, I can either stay in this space of being so mad at myself or I can say, this is directional. I never, this was like a bookmark. Like I never want to get to that again. And with this specific family member, I've been really thoughtful with, you know, I'm not perfect, believe me, but it's <laughs> like, I really to 
be so thoughtful with this person if I don't want to do that again. So you can either stay in this space of, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so bad. Or you could say, okay, that was directional. I don't want to, I don't want to do that again. But you're allowing yourself to be, you know, in self-acceptance or as we talk about the real you is the light you, right? Your essence, you're, the way that you're able to tap into your gut, right? I talk a lot about that, your gut reaction, your gut feelings is your inner wisdom, it's your inner teacher. But there's so much noise around that when you're not free, when you don't let go of everything else. So true. It's so true. It's getting back to kind of like, your essence really like let's 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 carve out the noise we're not ignoring it it's there there's some static for sure um it's kind of like you know a signal right like sometimes there's disruptions with the signal but at the end of the day it's still there um so i think it's just kind of literally parting i'm i'm definitely i definitely want to use this parting the sea to get to get through it which just like the whole conversation now i'm just like the imagery of our like you know leaving Mitzrayim going through the Yamsuf like it's even the the movement of it like you see that it's it's freeing like it's just on every facet every sense like it's just coming together for me and I really hope like that anyone who's listening that these visuals are coming alive to you as well because it's really resonating and that's what I love when Torah what it happens when I like end up speaking truth or Torah with someone or something that's just like real when it just hits on every single level and it comes together to be one and you're like yes and you, you just- know I think I love that because I think that the visual also, and kind of if you're listening, just I'm closing my eyes for a second. The visual is that they were leaving, they were running out of me trying, they were leaving the place of struggle and pain and they were standing at the Red Sea waiting for it to part. And I think that that is kind of how we have to live our lives in transformation. Transformation mm-hmm. is standing at that Red Sea waiting for it to part. So it's saying, okay, here I am. I have all my stuff. We all have our baggage we come with, right? We all have our stuff we've been through. And I'm standing at Red Sea waiting for it to part, waiting for an opening. And at any moment, you guys, we can create that, right? The minute that we decide, and that's part of acceptance work is I'm accepting that I want to go back to my values. I'm accepting that I've made mistakes and here I am ready to make a change. I'm not going to hang on and ruminate on all the things that I've done wrong or all the stuff that I have, but I'm going to really step forward and say, okay, here I am. I am ready for miracles. I'm ready for a shift in my life. Exactly. Wow. Wow. I don't even know what to say. This whole experience was just unbelievable. Thank you, Ariella. This, I mean, guys, I, I feel like we need at least a podcast dedicated to Ariella just to continue and please God. <laughs> This is only the beginning of collaborations in the future, Um, but you guys should definitely connect with Ariella on her Instagram. Her tidbits of her just like quotes and sayings are things that like I find myself repeating because they're just so real and so truthful. So I really urge you guys to connect with her, reach out to either one of us. But before we go, Ariella, I have a practice on my podcast that whoever is speaking, I give them permission to make space for them to share whatever they're comfortable with, whether it's something that came up for you during our conversation or something you're sitting with yourself, just to kind of like, oh, you know, have the floor to just like sit with it for a second and like process it to whatever degree that looks like. Um, But Ariella, what are you sitting with today? (sighs) I love that. I love that. Sitting with a lot, sitting with a lot of things. Um, You know, I think my biggest transformation happened in COVID. Um, 
you know, we think of COVID, we think of light emerging, people are getting vaccinated, um, people, you know, moving back to maybe where they left. I myself am returning to New York City on Sunday after a little hiatus um, away, going through, you know, different, just different transformations in my own life. And I think that the biggest thing I'm sitting with is, is learning how to tap into your gut, learning how to friend your voice, that your voice is good, your voice is strong, your voice is truth, that I think that we get so caught up in other people's opinions and reactions and, and really allowing space for, for other people's voices to be perspective and to really tap into your worth and your, your truth and your wisdom because it's so strong. And I think that everything I post, I want to know, I want everyone to know is, is so from a deep place in my heart. It's inspo from my incredible clients. And we're all in this journey of leaving what confines us together. We're all, we're all in it. Everyone is going through it at some degree, at some level. And I think to tap into other growth-minded people like Hannah and this incredible platform she has out here is just life-changing. So thank you so much for having me. You should be blessed in your work. This was incredible. This was amazing. Thank you so much.